Welcome back to The Ones with Rex and a Mystery Guest. Sorry for the delay. Things happen. I uh, recently had, in, in the span of three weeks, I had COVID. Then I had strep throat or strep after that. And then I went on vacation. So life kind of got flipped upside down there for a second. I think I recorded episode four, and then the next day uh, I tested positive for COVID. Luckily, my mystery guest uh, was out of the woods, no pun intended, Taylor Swift, Uh, but he did not get strep throat, uh, excuse me, not strep throat, COVID, and um, so he's good, and then my family, no one one else got COVID, so that was great, but um, yeah, sorry for the delay, sorry for... Uh, the hiatus there, but we're back with episode four. I'm excited about it. Uh, it's someone that I've watched kind of uh, grow up a little bit. Um, they've helped me out, and I've uh, been been around them for a while. So it's going to be a, a great episode. Um, I know last the third episode we talked about Kings of Leon, and that reminded me that. Uh, I used to be a huge Kings of Leon fan, uh, you know, championed them, and uh, they were just a, a big part of my life. And you know, a couple episodes down the road, I think I might have someone come in and and we'll just deep dive with Kings of Leon. And um, but one thing I remember about Kings of Leon is, you know, I always I always went and saw them back to back nights or close to it uh, back in the early two thousands. And one year, I actually talked my brother into going to a show with me. My brother was not a huge Kings of Leon fan. This is before um, Sex on Fire and Use Somebody, before they kind of hit it big. But I, I was, uh, my brother lived in the woodlands outside of Houston. And I said, hey, man, I got two tickets. Let's go. And he's like, okay. So we went and I bumped into... Matt and Jared, the guitar player and the the bass player for Kings of Leon, they signed my album, and then uh, my brother and I went to go eat, and um, came back before the show, and I handed my record to, uh, I was standing outside the bus, waiting for uh, Caleb and, and Nathan to come off the bus to get it signed, and this guy, um, security guard or something like that, came up to me and goes, "Hey, uh, are you trying to get that sign?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, you know, I'm, I got the other two guys I'm trying to get Caleb and Nathan." And he goes, "All right, I'll, I'll take care of it." So he opened up the bus. He went on the bus. Probably about five minutes later, ten minutes later, he comes back and he hands me it signed album. It's Aha Shake Heartbreak, their second record, which was one of my favorites by them, or my favorite actually. And uh, signed by all four. It's limited edition numbered, only 300 made, um, white vinyl, and it's signed. And I was just over the moon about it. I was like, cannot believe this. So put it in the car, and then it's about the showtime. You know, people are starting to line up. So Cody and I line up, and um, 
you know, we get to the door and they're like, hey, you know, you got your ID, I showed my ID. Because it was like a 21 and up place. Well, my brother is notorious for never having his ID, his driver's license, any of it. Never has it. Doesn't carry a wallet, keeps it in the car if he has it, or just does it back then, just doesn't have it anytime. And sure enough, they asked Cody for his ID and he doesn't have it. And he's like, hey man, look, I'm his brother. Um, you know, if I'm, I don't know what year it is, it's probably like 2006. So that puts me at 23 ish, 22 to going on 23. Maybe I'm 23. I think it was September. So it's 23. And my brother's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm 25, 26. We're brothers, blah, blah. And they're like, hey, sorry, no ID. You can't come in. So my brother's like, all right, man, I guess, I guess it's no show. And so Cody's like, hey, let's, let's head down. We'll go, we'll go, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to the show. And Cody's like, no, you're not. Like, I don't have my ideas. Like, that's on you. I go into the show by myself. Three hours, four hours, something like that. Whatever a show is. Like, I think it's like four hours these days. I just stand in there and I just have a great time. It's before, because the times came out. And I'm just loving every minute of it. And I'm just getting text messages like, hey, when's your when's the show gonna be over? I'm sitting in a car, I haven't left, I'm just sitting here. Like, when's this gonna be over? I just never text him back. He just sat there for four hours waiting on me while I went to a great concert. And I, I, I like that because that's that's basically Cody. I don't think Cody and I have ever been to a concert together. I would have to think besides like new kids on the block. Which was, I believe, like our first concert. I think that's the... I don't think we've ever been to a concert since then. I take that back. Went to a Kings of Leon show with him. When um, we... Michael and I mentioned this on episode three. When the guy... When Caleb got drunk and he couldn't finish the, finish the, uh, the set. Cody and I went to that concert, but... I stayed in my seat while they were trying to bounce around to get closer. So, no pun intended, Kings of Leon song right there. But, um, anyways. Alright, so Cody and I have been to a concert, but we we haven't been to one in a while. We should do that. Anyways, so I get the, I get the album signed, go to the show by myself. Then, I'm like standing there, like weeks afterwards, and I'm just looking at this album, and I was like... Well, I saw Matt and and Jared sign the album in front of me. And I just, I don't know if Caleb and Nathan signed it. Because I didn't see them sign it in front of me. And I'm thinking, man, did that, did that security guard sign this? So, I hop on MySpace and I follow Nathan, the drummer, and... I messaged him and I sent him a picture of it. I was like, hey man, look, a couple weeks ago y'all were in Houston. I got this album signed by by Caleb and uh, by uh, by all four of y'all, but I only saw you and Matt uh, Matt and 
Jared sign it in front of me. Man, please tell me that the security guard didn't sign this, blah, blah, And he's like, he messaged me back instantly. He's like, no way, man. We signed that. We wouldn't let anyone else sign that. Thank you for being a fan, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, man, that's cool. So it's one of my favorite things I have on the wall. It, it used to hang up, um, be hung up on the wall at the record store. I just, I just love that album. And uh, like I said, it's, I think it's number 67 out of 300 pressed on white vinyl, um, hand numbered on the back. Uh, one of my prized possessions. But um, anyways, yeah, so that's one of my, uh, my, my stories for you today. And, um, so let's get into, uh, let's get into our mystery guest. So without further ado, here you go. Welcome back. Yep. All right. How about that? What was that? French or something? Dang. Now, folks, from what I hear, this young fella coming up next is one hell of a performer. So without any further delay, let's see what he can do. All right, well, I'm here with my guest for the fourth episode. It is Abram Sykes. Abram, how are you? Doing well. Okay, so a lot of my friends don't know you. Right. And I wish I didn't know you either. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so you are the nephew to one of my best friends. Mr. White. Mr. White, also known as Philip Philip Johnson. Um, so that's normally how, that's like the, that's how I met you. And then you um, started working for me in the record store at Dale Blues Records, and you and your friend uh, Micah Lava Man. Yep. Um, and y'all uh, destroyed my store. Um, no. It was uh, all downhill from the moment you hired me. Yeah. That was also my first job. It was. I, I could tell because at times you would text me and say, hey, I can't work today because my dad wants me to mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah. That was a real text I got. <laughs> this wouldn't, that wouldn't fly where I'm working now. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, I'm paying you to, to come and, and sell records or come and, and, and do stuff at the shop. But, um, again, I remember I was like, you're, you're a senior, right? Oh, I, th- I think I worked there like the latter half of my junior year of high school until like almost the time I graduated. Yes. And, but I think that's always a great first job is nothing super serious because I never, I never oh, really like, cracked a whip. Never. <laughs> never. Like you gave me probably two or three like actual tasks over the course of the year and a half that I was there. What were they? I can uh, I, I can think of one. I attempted to clean out the back okay. of the shop. I don't remember. Which that. looked horrendous. Yeah. Agreed. Um and like pricing albums. Okay. Uh which I did. Like yeah. you would get like a big I guess um I guess when you buy like a collection from somebody, yeah, like yeah, Coco, a big collection, or, well, yeah, the Coco collection, right. yes, um, yeah. and sweet. <laughs> you forgot the you for, okay, so you named a three task, but I remember one task, and you did not like it. Alphabetizing the records, yeah, that was the worst. I never got done with that. I didn't either. Um, so we're good. No, um, 
But yeah, it was it was it was an easy, lighthearted gig, and um, it probably probably uh, probably set you up to realize like I don't want to do this. Right. Well, the the one thing that was so crazy was one day you paid me in like five hundred one dollar bills. I think I did that to just tick you off. Uh, I literally. I just kept it all in my glove compartment for like three months and just used it to pay for gas. I didn't have a bank account at the time. You paid me cash. Um, yeah, you you helped me and Lava Man helped me, and we tried to play tricks on him a lot. Yes, we did that a lot. The nickname Lava Man basically came from... Well, it first started out with like a couple letters that we would put on his car. car. Lava Man... Went to school right across the street from the record shop. At Bird, yes. At Bird High School. And we would sometimes, this is terrible, we'd make up girls and we'd like write notes to put on his car. Um, But then one day, I guess I decided to give you his number to put in some app that you had. Um, Oh, we were going to text him about some, some, like, uh, we are going to prank text him. Right, like you were some just weird dude. And yes. Like, hey, I had a good time with you last night, or something like that. Yeah. And then it turned into this whole, like, well, let me tell you about my life mm. um, as this random person. Yeah. I remember us finding a book and leaving it as a treasure map or something. It was really weird. It really got, um, got really complex. So, while you're at the record store, I think I... I don't know. I like to say I did. Helped you with your musical journey. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, You definitely introduced me to a lot of bands that I listen to now. Yeah. Um, And and your uncle. He he and I listen to a lot of similar stuff. Right. Yes, I think uh, he introduced me to a lot of bands I listen to now as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then those bands made me want to, like, learn how to play instruments and stuff like that so yeah thanks <laughs> you're welcome what was what was one of the albums or something that we listened to at the store that might not be one of the one of the six that we talk about today uh probably Greta Van Fleet's first album mm-hmm. I, I listened to that a lot at the shop um I also that's where I like really started enjoy like Kings of Leon mm-hmm. uh, listen to a lot of their stuff What about Little Bandit? Micah, Lava Man, really likes Little Bandit. Okay. Uh, he like There's this one song like Biscuits and Gravy or mm-hmm. something about breakfast. Yeah. Uh, he loves that song. Nice. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, I couldn't remember if you liked the David Ramirez Going Nowhere record or not, or it might have been The Dove. I didn't like that one. Okay. I enjoyed uh, the band Cream. Cream, yeah, 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 yeah. Eric Clapton, yep. Ginger Baker, and yeah, yeah. So. Uh, that record was good. Um, I, 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 I had so much fun like working there because I would just pick a random album, yeah. every now and then, and just listen to the whole thing. Even if I didn't like it, I'd power through it, and I'd usually find tracks that I really enjoyed. Like um, there's one album I found, found by uh, Matt Costa, yes, uh, and there's this song called Golden Cathedrals, mm-hmm. um, and I literally bought that album just because I love that one song. There you go. Um, but yeah. 
Well, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting when when you just kind of work or you're around the record store a lot because I I went to Austin to buy some uh, tickets for a concert and it was next door to Antoine's, I believe, and it's a, like a little bitty blues record store. And this guy was playing a record. And I was like, man, I really like that. And so I almost bought it because, like, who is that? And he goes, or I found, no, I found something. And I was like, hey, man, throw this on. And he played it for me. And I was like, cool, I, I really like this. And it was like $65. And I was like, oh, man, am I, am I going to go and plop down $65 on just something random that I might not like in about two months? Or is it just like, or am I just liking it right now? So I did not buy that record, thank goodness. Um, but let's let's talk about the records that we selected today. Uh, again, my guest here, Abram, picks three records. I pick three records. We talk about all six, and we pick our favorite song from um, each each record. So uh, kick it off, um, young one. Cool. Well, um, do you want to start with mine that I sent you? Well, you tell me one of the ones that you sent me, and then we'll flip-flop. Okay, awesome. Uh, that just goes to show that you did not listen to previous episodes. Okay, well, I sent you the Lumineers self-titled, so their their first album. Yeah. Um, and this was, like, the first, I guess back in, like, 2012 when they released this album. Um, I think it was. Um, let's see. <laughs> it, was, it was 2012 when this record came out, like okay. spring of 2012. Right. So this was like the first, uh, album and band that I like actually like followed and would listen to the whole album rather than just like listen to the radio and being like, oh, I like this song by this band. Yeah. It was like, I like this band. Um. So it's like the first band you actually, um, you know. Invested in. Right. Followed. Okay. Yeah, like, it, I would listen to this album on repeat, mm-hmm. and I, at a point, could literally, like, I knew all the lyrics to all the songs. Yeah. And I could tell you, without even, like, looking at the record, what the order of the songs were. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, I listened to this song, I mean, that album so much, and I still do on occasion, uh, the Lumineers are also, like, the only band where I have all their, like, records on vinyl. Discography? Yeah. Okay. Um, still looking for, like, the little uh, 78, like, winter EP or whatever. Philip has it. But... Um, uh, I have it as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to give me a Christmas present. Uh, Not out of my collection. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I do have some notes about that. Right. Uh, okay. Well, um, they, like, got me listening to bands rather than just songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying, so, like, the Lumineers got me going to listen to, like, Mumford and & Sons and then uh, The Head and the Heart and of Monsters and Men and stuff like that. Um, but the Lumineers self-titles I thought was super cool because it was, like, really intense stories okay um like just for example like charlie boy like if you really listen to the lyrics you're like man this is in depth yeah yeah um 
What's what's funny is with that record, I feel like I didn't really pay attention to I probably listened to that style of music before the Lumineers, but right when the Lumineers hit, it seemed like uh, other bands followed being the head and the heart of Monsters it and Men. Moved. Right. Who? It like it like yeah, the type yeah, of yeah. music exploded. Yeah, and and I still listen to the Head and the Heart, and I occasionally listen to the Lumineers. Uh, I don't listen to of uh, Monsters and Men at all, really. Um, but it just kind of once you hear one and you see like other bands popping up in that similar vein, right? Uh, it's really interesting to see that, like you mentioned, a boom in that sound. And I think the Mumford and Sons were probably a little bit before uh, the Lumineers. But the Avid Brothers were before the Mumf- Mumford and Sons, and then Lumineers for me. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all right there in the same kind of pocket of music, right? So, but that's that's awesome that you found that band that made you pay attention to the whole album or the whole band instead of you know just okay, cool solo artist, I like that, and on on to the next thing. So you actually follow them and, and pay attention to it. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, um, well, what's your favorite song on the album? Well, I, I got a few more notes. Uh, if anyone doesn't know the Lumineers, um, it's a three piece band from Denver, Colorado. Wesley is lead singer. Also the guitar player. They, they're all, uh, multi-instrumental. Uh, Neela, uh, played cello and was backing vocals. Uh, she's no longer with the band. Right. Jeremiah played drums and backing vocals, and he also checks Keys, notes. Right. Huh? Keyboards, yeah, right. and also checks notes. Doesn't sign for his fans. <laughs> um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like I mentioned in an opening story a few episodes ago, uh, Jeremiah and I are uh, arch. Uh, we're not. We don't get along. Um, but. Right now we're discussing their self-titled album. Uh, it was backed uh, by three uh, singles. Uh, the singles being Ho Hey, which was probably their biggest song. Um, Stubborn Love and Submarines. Uh, the record peaked at number two on the uh, Billboard Top 200 uh, chart. It's just an overall like amazing record. Um, and like you mentioned, kind of that boom for that sound. Um, you mentioned it came out in 2012, or you're unsure. It did come out right. in 2012. Last year, it did a 10-year anniversary of it. I actually saw that at Target today, and I almost got it. So it has the winter songs on it. Right. It's just on a, what, a D-side or something? Yeah, it's just another record in there. Uh, on that, uh, the bonus tracks for the 10-year anniversary um, are um, a... Uh, cover of the Talking Heads, This Must Be the Place, which was, um, it's on a CD of mine, that uh, mine and my wife's, uh, we played it at our wedding, it was a, one of the uh, things you could take away from our wedding, was uh, a burned CD of music that we liked, but it was a cover of uh, the Lumineers doing uh, This Must Be the Place, um, Eloise and, um, that's my favorite track, Darlene, I oh, believe. I- Eloise is my favorite track out of that. EP. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But I think there's another, maybe live version of Stubborn Love, maybe. Okay. I, can't, I can't recall. It was a Record Store Day exclusive for 2012. And I was in Houston at uh, 
Cactus Records, and I bought it there. Um, I stood in line. Ugh. But my favorite track off this record is a track called Classy Girls. Okay. Good, because that's not my favorite. Okay, good. They're all, like... They're all so good to me. Yeah. What I have, a, what I like about the Classy Girls, I like the line, Classy Girls don't kiss in bars, you fool. But my favorite part is someone in the background, probably Jeremiah, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, kind of shouts, No, they don't. And I, I just, I, I love that stuff. Like, Kings right. of Leon has hidden words or soft vocals hidden in tracks. Right. And I just, I just love hearing that type of stuff. Right. So, Classy Girls is, is, is my favorite. My wife and I listen to them. Um, we listened to all six albums on the way home from New Orleans yesterday. So, uh, she has some comments about one of the records you picked. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I actually have a funny story about Classy Girls. Do tell. So, this is before I was smart enough to like look up the lyrics. Okay. So, when I thought I knew what every single word was uh-huh. I truly didn't so on Classy Girls the very like end of the song they're singing the hardest part is through uh-huh. uh, yeah. and I at some point 13, 14 thought mm. it was the hardest part is two oh. and then I thought the song ended with like a big like the hardest part is two and then I was like well, what's the hardest part oh T-O yeah okay like not one two, yeah. Like, I thought it was like they were leading up to this. Like, the hardest part is to do whatever. Yeah. And it was it was through, not two. So mm. it made so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How did you listen to this album in 2012 when you were 13? Did you buy the CD, or did you just go to your uncle's house and listen to it there? Well, because, because I, he and I went to that show and he got the vinyl signed, and I know, so I knew he had the record. Right. So, uh, I don't. I definitely didn't have access to like Spotify back mm-hmm. then. I yeah. definitely not like the uh, premium version or anything like that. I think I listened to it a lot on YouTube. Okay, and I. Th- think I bought like an iTunes gift card and like bought all the tracks on gotcha. iTunes. But this was also the album where I was like, I want to get this on vinyl. Mm. I didn't have a record player at the time. Yeah. So I got for my birthday that year, my parents got me a record player mm-hmm. uh, and Philip got me the, record. the Lumineers yeah. uh, self-titled. And I still have that one. It's like mm-hmm. the longest one I've had. It's starting to get like the black ring mm-hmm. on the like um, cover and everything. Yeah, so, ring wear. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so then I, you know, I listen to that one so much. Mm-hmm. So what was your favorite track off of this record that you selected? Mine is Big Parade. Um, and then, so my, actually, I have three songs for most of these albums. It's Big Parade, Submarine, and then Classy Girls. Is my you order. just told me you didn't like Classy Girls. I this, said it this, wasn't my favorite. But that makes me that makes it seem like Abram that that like it's not on the list at all. Th- that it's not my favorite. Well, you said well that's not my favorite. Like I don't like that's how you said it. Okay, we were just having a discussion before this thing started. Before we started recording, <laughs> you were like, "Now if we have the same song, I might have to pick another one." And you said you had three. And I said I had three. Okay. But 
That is my top three. I don't understand I, that imitation of me, by the way, but I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> All right. You better, or we're not going to finish this podcast. All right, so what was your number one? Big Parade? Big Parade. That's a good one. It's about um, a priest kind of having a secret affair with a lady. Uh, and all the lyrics in the song are just like kind of exposing a bunch of other types of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have always, I've just always liked that idea. I'm like, everyone's a hypocrite in some form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great track because we, we were listening to it on the way home and I was like, wasn't there a song about JFK or Kennedy, and then that was in, I believe, Charlie Boy was like the next track off right. of Big Par- after Big Parade. But the tour um, we went and saw was called the Big Parade Tour. Mm. So that's what it was on the poster. Mm-hmm. Which poster did you get? You got the Street Lamp poster. Yes. Okay. So when I was closing down my shop, uh, Abram took a bunch of my stuff without telling me. <laughs> next track? Yep. Uh, no, so I went and saw them three times, uh, twice as headliners. I saw them with your uncle. I saw them in Houston, and then I saw them open up for you two uh, a couple years ago, maybe two thousand eight. Interesting combination. It is. They did not like they. You two is playing AT and T Stadium, right? And Lumineers are opening up for them, and it just felt flat. It just didn't feel. Fill the space or anything. Right. And that's probably like my third or fourth time seeing you two. And the first time I saw him was Kings of Leon. So it fit a little bit better. So, um, all right. So let's go with, I'm going to go probably with your least favorite right here. All right. I'm going to go with Josh Ritter. You think that's my least favorite? Yeah. Animal Years. Okay. Uh, this was my second favorite. It okay. was my my middle. Okay. Uh, I have never... I've heard of him. Yeah. I've never listened to anything that he's ever done, I think. Um, we probably... I probably put him on in the shop, right. for sure. Yeah. I like. I don't... Ex- I didn't explicitly remember anything that I've been like, oh, I know. Like, mm-hmm. He sings whatever. Yeah. Um, his voice... And some of the music and some of it, some of his tracks remind me of Irene and the Sleepers. Uh, really, it, it's just the way he sings and like mm-hmm. the the raspiness that he has, mm-hmm. um, and some of the guitar parts. Okay, uh, it's just like little stuff like that that I pick up on sometimes. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this one guitar part, and I'm like, okay, this sounds like whatever distortion or whatever, yeah, uh, whatever band they use, but. I thought he just reminded me of Irene Sleepers. They're from Shreveport, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've never listened to him. Um, the bottom of that, I know what my least favorite song from him is on this album is. And what is it? Uh, Idaho. Okay. It was uh, just very empty, which I know, like, he definitely wrote that song in the, with the intentions of it being like almost no instruments, obviously, because there's none, but like a little guitar plucking, um, but just like not anything about the song I enjoyed. It was mm. just boring. Okay. Well, he's from Idaho. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so. 
That was your least favorite? That was my least favorite. Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe I should start having guests I'll mention have their least on favorite. A, on another... Oh, you got more album. least favorites? You got a top three least favorites? I don't have a top three least favorites, but on two of the uh, albums, I have least favorites. The other two? Uh, for one more. One more, though. Okay. So, I love Josh Ritter. Yeah. I absolutely love him. Uh, this is the first record I found him uh, on this record. I was at the LSUS parking lot, me and a guy named Jesse Rollinson, musician here in town. Uh, he and I talked about him a lot. He's really good, and a, me and a girl busted up. She had a bunch of my stuff. She had, like, uh, my Band of Horses record that okay. was never opened. So this, this is the girl where you almost faked a, like, nursing job or something? Yes, or? yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, um, but she had a bunch of my stuff. We, we, you know, broke up, and finally I got in touch with her, like, hey, I need my stuff back. And, you know, can I, can I please get my stuff back? She's like, yeah. Um, you can come to my apartment at, you know, 6, 6 p.m. They'll be in a box waiting for you, blah, blah, tomorrow night, tomorrow, blah, blah. I was like, all right, cool. So the next day rolls around, I wake up, check the internet, and I see that Josh Ritter is playing in Dallas. And I was like, huh. Text a buddy of mine. And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, I'm, I'm going over there. I was like, oh, cool. And he goes, uh, you should go. And I was like, all right. So I bought a ticket. And I drove to Dallas by myself, watched Josh Ritter, and was blown away. Fantastic guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really nice, super nice. Smiles the whole time that he's on stage. Loves his job. Puts on one hell of a performance. I did not text homegirl uh, that I was not coming to get my stuff. Oh. She found out that I was in another city the next day when I was posting pictures of me and Josh Ritter or pictures of the show or whatnot. Um, She's like, man, this guy really doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but, um, yeah, Josh Ritter is a phenomenal musician. I love all his stuff. He's he's coming to Dallas like sometime in September uh, with his whole band. We saw him at Luck Reunion. It was solo. It was just him. And he was better than some of the bands. And it was just him and his guitar. Does he, like, do both? Does he go on some tours where it's just, like, solo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a couple stops where it's, like, just solo stuff. Um, but his band is so tight and so good right. that they're fantastic. Um, but, yeah. So, my favorite song by him off this Animal Years record which is not his first. It might be his second or third record. Uh, best for the best. Okay. Because the best is unkind. Mm-hmm. And I really like uh, I really like that song because a lot of it is like, um, you're probably my age, or I was probably your age when it came out. Okay. Or a little bit younger. I was probably a little bit younger. Um, but when I listened to it, I was like, the best is for the best. It's like, you really wanted to work with this girl. And it just didn't, and you're like pissed, and you're upset that it that it went south, and you're like, well, now you realize the best is for the best, right? You know, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't continue a relationship with so and so. You know, um, kind of like the Avid Brothers line, "All my mistakes led me to you," which is absolutely true. <laughs> but yeah, I love Josh Ritter. If you get a chance, go see him. Okay, or I'll take you. 
I'd be down for either. I, I, knew, I knew he was literally looking at his phone until I said, I'll take you. And then he looked up and he was like, okay. <laughs> um, shame you're not going to Red Rocks with me, but that's okay. I mean, you said I was, so I don't know what happened. Well, you, you're going to California. Oh, that's, you're going this weekend. No. We know you, then, don't thump the table because that's bringing sound to that. You got to cut the sound on that. Um, but yeah, no, I knew you weren't going to make it. I got a backup. <laughs> got a backup. Yeah, my buddy Jeremy's going with me. But I never like backed out. You never stepped forward either. You said I'm going to take you to Red Rocks, and I said okay. And then I didn't hear from you. <laughs> I thought I was waiting on you. Next, maybe next year. Miscommunication. Miss, yeah. So if it's a yearly thing and Jacqueline doesn't want to go next year, you can go. All right. All right. Uh, your next record. Well, I didn't tell you my bet. My favorite. Oh, I, I thought told, you did. I told you my least favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, my which bad. Is Idaho, by the way. Thank you. Um, I liked Lily in Egypt. Oh yes. Uh, I just thought the song was fun. Yeah. And right. Um, I have no connections to anything like lyric wise on this song. I just thought the song sounded great and it, it was fun to me. Is that the one where he's like a tie to the train tracks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where he's like a, a stunt actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good one. I figured um, for someone that has not listened to Joshua, I figured you might have gone A Girl in the War. Okay. Because that's the first track. Mm-hmm. And not saying you wouldn't listen to the whole thing because I, I, I knew you were going to listen to all of these. Um, and, but Girl in the War is so good. Like, that, I would have picked that, but it felt to me like, uh, for me, it would have been an easy pick. Okay. I was just like, I like Best of the Best. Cause that was actually my second. Best? Best of the Best. Okay. And then Good Man was my third. Oh. Yeah, that's that's near the end of the album. Right. Um, is it Thin Blue Line? Is that the last track? Any or Thin Blue f- Flame? Yeah, yeah. Thin Blue. Th- it's the one before the last. The last one is here at the right time. Oh. Um, you should go listen to Historical Conquest of Josh Ritter. Is that another record or an album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it might have been the one after this, but uh, he's got a he's just got some solid records. Abram, you should check him out some more if you like it. Yeah. Um, even though he's in the middle of the road of, of these three records for you. Yep, he is. So. Well, before we get to my... Next album? Next album, mm-hmm. what do you think... What do you think's my top out of the ones you gave me? Oh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. I think it's Future Birds. Okay. By the way. Okay. So, we'll just jot that down. All right. Because you already said you had a lot to say about the other one, and right. it didn't seem very positive. Right. And I will kick you in the nuts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's your next record? Um, let's go with uh, let's go with Raylan Baxter. Mm. <laughs> what? I love Raylan Baxter. So the reason I this is one of the records that I found at the shop. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason I picked it up is because I thought 
the album cover looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those where I was like, well, this looks a little interesting. Yeah. Felix Feathers and Fish Hooks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is either going to be weird and boring mm-hmm. or I'm going to love it. Yeah. And I loved every single track on this record the first time I listened through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but haven't you, like, is he from, like, Tyler or that area? So, so I did some research, and that's not true. Okay. Because I think at some point you, like, might have mentioned... He's not, he, well, right now he's, like, Dallas area. Okay. So, Dallas-Fort Worth. Does he, like, play at bars and stuff regularly there? Or no, he kind of tours more. Oh, okay. So... Um, so he used to come into Campus Collectibles um, quite often because he would play in this area. He'd play at Bears up the road right. and a couple other places. And I remember one time, and you could just tell when it's some random person that's in a band in your town. So he was walking around, he's thumbing through records. I was helping him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm playing tonight at Bears, and uh, you should come, you should come. And I was like, all right, man, you know, well, how much are tickets? He goes, I'll put... I'll put you on the list, man. Don't worry about it. What's your name? I was like, oh, it's James Gilcrease. And he's like, oh, cool, cool. I got you down, man. Don't worry about it. Come on out. I never went to the show. <laughs> I, I, For me, I don't know what it would take for me to get at that age into out of at a bar. I just didn't do bars right. for some reason. But when I opened up my own record store in 2013 downtown... One of my good customers came by and he goes, hey, I saw a guy last night, you would have enjoyed him. Here's a gift. Here's like a, a housewarming gift for your for your record store. I was like, sure. And he gave me... Uh, feathers and fish hooks. Feathers and fish hooks, yeah. On CD or... Vinyl signed what? by Raylan Baxter. That's cool. So that's the one that you listen to in the shop. Okay. So, and I don't know... Oh yeah, I forgot you had the assigned one. Yeah. But it's signed on the back. Right. Which is kind of like, eh. Really? Yeah. But I don't know. I would have to go order the record again to look because there's like a little circle with some arrows through it design on the back of the of the cover as well. Okay. So I don't know if that's something he drew or not. But oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic album. I'm glad you picked it because you and I talked about this record recently because you wanted a copy of it. And there's only two versions out there. There's... The black right. version of, the, of mine. I think it came out in 2011, 2010, right. I mean, 2012. And then they did a reissue probably like four years ago, maybe. Right. And it's pressed on green vinyl. Yeah, and it's super cool. And you, I like went and helped you get like a another collection from somebody. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, as payment, I'll, I'll get you a record. What do you want? And I was like, well, I want Raven Baxter, Feathers and Fish Hooks. Did I ever get it? You got it for me. Okay. But when it came in and you gave it to me and I opened it, you didn't know that you accidentally got me... The green? The green. Wow. Yeah. There you go. And it's awesome. Good. Good. Send me a picture of it. Yeah. Um, so, a couple other things about Raylan Baxter. Um, this is his debut album. Um, the first time he actually recorded was on a track called Shanghai Cigarettes by Caitlin Rose. Fantastic song. I love that song. Jeremy and I listen to it a lot. Um, but he's also the son of Bucky Baxter, who was a part of um, Steve Earle and the Dukes. And he also was a touring member of the backing band for Bob Dylan in the 90s. Oh, okay. It was his dad. His dad passed away maybe like four or five years ago. Okay. Somewhere in that time frame. But yeah, he's really good. He's six feet five. 
Raylan? Yeah. Dang. Tall boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's really cool. He's a good one. Cool. Thank you for picking him. Yeah. Uh, well, what was your favorite? Mountain song. Mountain song. Okay. First you track. Like, you like whistling? I like the whistling, and I just, I just... Right, it's just cool. It's just, it's just, um... Uplifting? Uplifting, and, um... Engaging, and, like... I think, I don't, I don't know, it's just, like, kind of telling you to come along, right. I guess you could say. Right. Uh, Olivia's a great track. Mm-hmm. It's probably, it's one of my favorites off the record as well. I have a friend, this is where we got... Dallas, okay. right here, is the fact that my buddy, I text my buddy who's a Raylan Baxter fan, when Imaginary Man, his second record came out. Right. No. Yeah, with Yellow Eyes. Right. Um, and I text my buddy Michael, and I said, dude, this new Raylan Baxter record, so blah, blah, it's so good. And he goes, well, Raylan worked on it in my, you know, kicking around at my house. Oh, cool. In Dallas. I okay. Said, oh, okay. So, yeah, he's, he's from Texas. Or... He's from Nashville, but he he kicks around in, in Texas. Okay. What's um, your least favorite? My least favorite? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. I know the least favorites are only for, for the records I've picked, so we're good. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I gave you records that like I love, and I know that you did the same. So, like, I don't think I have a least, or like, one that I could off the top of my head, say, like, okay, this is my least favorite off of any of the ones that I picked for you. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite is Trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about, like, well, I think it's all about, like, not being able to escape any type of, like, anxiety. Um, and that's kind of something that I've dealt with a lot over yeah. the past few years. Um, and I just think that song sounds great. Um, also really like uh, Driveway Melody he starts it out with This Is For You Grandma which mm-hmm. I just think is funny yeah um, and yeah okay alright well that, yeah Raylan Baxter's a good one he's um, I don't know I can't tell you how many records he's put out like I was looking at the list and I was like wait a minute one of the records that I knew of like it's not even listed I'm like wait a minute how, must be an EP or something Casanova. I know, yeah, Casanova, but I also know that he released, like, a cover album, Mm -hmm. and he, like, he did, like, Mac Miller. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he did all sorts of stuff. That's Um, funny. It was really good. Raylan's a tall, funny guy. All right. What do I go with Um, I'll go with Future Birds Teamwork. All right. My next one. Uh, Future Birds is a seven-person band, it seems like. Okay. From Athens, Georgia. Wow. Um, they got on my radar with this record called Teamwork that came out in 2020, so no another COVID find. I think a lot of people um, were introduced to a lot of music during COVID. I think this is probably like my third or fourth COVID uh, pick. Maybe not. Um, but I just remember fall, falling in love with artists during COVID. Um, so, because that's all we had to do was just like listen to music and try to figure out how to make sourdough bread. Um, <laughs> so, this is their fourth studio album. Their music, this record reminds me of the early stuff by My Morning Jacket, 
which is weird because their newest like EP, Blooming In, Blooming Out, something like that, um, was actually produced by Carl Brummel, who is the lead guitar player for My Morning Jacket. So there's a little bit of connection there. It's just a, it's, I don't know. I just really love this record. The album cover is kind of funny looking too. It's a bunch of like barnyard animals like, or something with their hands, hands in the middle. middle. Like, all right, on three, y'all teamwork. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious because I'll, you and I will text and call each other occasionally and catch up. And for some reason, this record's been on my mind for you uh, because I think it's something that you would enjoy. And I've been meaning to tell you about this record. And then once you're like, yeah, let's do I'll come on the podcast. I was like, all right, cool. And I was sitting there thinking of my three records. I was like, all right. I know he's trying to get into uh, this other artist that we're about to talk about, my third pick. Um, and then I was like, I figured you might like Josh Ritter. And then I was like, oh, I need to throw in Future Birds because it's been on my mind anyways. So just go ahead and crap all over Future Birds. Actually, I think it's probably your favorite out of the three. Yeah, it uh, 100% is my favorite. Like, uh, it... Well, let me kind of go on this. Like, I kind of... I kind of realized that you kind of like all the same kind of sounding people. Like, the bands that, like, you really enjoy, Mm -hmm. I can can see some sort of... um, Thread between them? Yes. Uh, Whether that's what the vocals sound like... Or the music, um, like I could hear a lot of like band of horses mm-hmm. in uh, Future Birds, and uh, some of the tracks I was like, oh, this kind of gives me like hound mouth yeah. vibes. Uh, and then some of their guitar stuff, I was like, that's very Lord Huron. Like mm-hmm. it's almost got that like country twang, like yeah. rock, like soft rock. Um, I was like, yeah, James really likes this stuff, but <laughs> I I do too. Um, but it was definitely my favorite, uh, and it was the one that I was drawn to first, just because of the album cover. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I also, over the course of listening to all of these albums that you, well, we haven't talked about the last one yet, so I'll say that when we get to the last one. But yeah, I loved it. Out of the three, easily my top favorite. Yeah. Uh, And I think it's because they didn't have any songs where I was super bored. Uh Like, I was engaged the whole time. Okay. And um, the music was great. Um, My favorite track was Crazy Boys. Okay. It was just like a... It's pretty funny because it's just about a bunch of stupid teenagers, like, screwing everything up. Yeah. Um, with you saying it's your favorite because it's the most like in, engaging for you, and you know it kept your interest, and there's no lull in it. Um, it kind of breaks my heart because I know which one's your really least favorite out of all the three um, albums. So, and but yet you're gonna ask me to go get you a record of this other person, and then you said something like, "Oh yeah, I'll take a poster from that person's." Uh, uh, tour that you're going to. Yeah, I'll take a poster. Don't even like this album. Okay, so... <laughs> well, um, he's not touring that album, I'm sure. 
No, he's not, but he's back with that band. Okay. All right, back to the future bird before I get upset. Um, waiting on a call. The last track. Okay. Uh, what is it? Hot tub chilling in the great northwest <laughs> is the lead. Is like how it starts. Okay. And it's just so it's slow, and then it kind of crashes, and it's just a really good track. And I think what, like when I listen to it, um, I think that he's out like at like not an Airbnb, but he is he is at some type of like overnight party, and he's chit chatting with. With a girl that he likes, and he gets a phone call because his mom's in, in the hospital. Oh. And he he's, like, talking to her, and she's like, hey, everything's going to be okay. And he's out, like, he's talking about how hot this one girl is, but yet he's like, I'm out in the yard crying like a bitch. And, you know, just sad because... Because of his mom. That's how I, when I listened to the lyrics, that's the first thing I heard what was the story of, to me, was, you know, here's this one girl that he really likes, but here's this other woman uh, in his life that is slowly right. slipping slipping away. Um, and you could hear her smile through the Percocet uh, drip. I remember that later. And, and uh, but, yeah, that's, that's my... That's my favorite off the record, or on the record, excuse me. But the other favorite of mine is Trippin'. Okay. And it's um, Trippin' All Over Myself. Yes. Uh, but that that's that's the first song I heard by, by them. But um, he says, uh, he says Trippin' All Over Myself. And, but when I sing it, my wife hates me because I'll just say, Drippin' All Over Myself. That's gross. <laughs> and she's like, that's just, don't, I was like, I said tripping. Just don't say that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that record, and it's one, there's a Magnolia Record Club, mm-hmm. and they came out with a version of it on pink vinyl. This record? Yes. I was at, not able to find it anywhere, because I was looking for it. Yeah, so I'm looking for it as well. Okay. And they, like, I messaged them, I was like, hey, I can't find this anywhere, and they're like, well, we're about to re- repress it. I was like, all right, well, what color vinyl are you going black? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Right. So then they put it back up on their website, and it was like 20 25 bucks. And for some reason, I just didn't buy it at that point. And then I went back, and it's gone. And I was like, uh. So, but I, I like that. I like that record. It's, it's one of my favorites uh, within the past, you know, three years, four years, whatever it may be. But... They're interesting. I would love to go see them live. And like you said, the Band of Horses thing is 100%. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you say, well, right when we started talking about them, that they were a new band or that they just kind of like got popular during quarantine? They're not new. This is their fourth record. So if you do three, you can look it up, Uh, three years between records or two years for young people. Um, so that might have, I mean, 2015-ish, 2014. Future, future Birds. Yeah. So, but I... Teamwork was in... Two, 2020. 2020. Hotel Parties was 2015. Okay. And they had some other two stuff. Two others between yeah. that. Yo, 2012 and 2010. Okay. 
and Baby Yaga in yes. 2013. Okay. Um, so they're fair. I mean, if you put four albums out, you're fairly new to me. Um, but Well, would you say the Lumineers are still new? No, because in my notes... Because they've done, like... It's been, like, every four years they've put out... I'm flipping through my notes. I do apologize. Family. Um... It might be on my text because I, I, I no tapped all my, my notes for the Lumineers. But I had down that um, that between Lumineers 2012, it took them like, it felt it was, like forever. It was four years. I yeah, remember. and that's uh, the, probably the band I follow most is Lord Huron, and they put one out every three years. And I don't bitch and complain about them. Right. But for some reason, the Lumineers... But I guess I was so hot on them that I wanted more. Yeah. And shame on them, the Lumineers, for taking four years to put something out. And one of the tracks that they put out was Gun Song, which was like a was like an early demo that I came across. Right. And it's just like, well, you just wasted a track on Gun Song. I was ticked. That was I one was of the heated. first good songs I learned on guitar. It was Cleopatra, right? The tr- second album's Cleopatra? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, Cleopatra 3 and then Brightside. Right. I think the smallest gap of issues was between 3 and Brightside. Yeah. yeah. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, that was Future Birds uh, and Lumineers. But, no, that's... that's I can't stand Lumineers. <laughs> All right, let's go to your final uh, your final selection here. Have you ever listened to the Paper Kites before? No. At, like nothing? No. Okay. Well, what did you think? Uh, I turned them on, and I liked the first track. And in my notes, I was typing, and my wife's like, you're not even listening. I was like, showed her the phone, and it's just notes. Um... But she said, it's more chill Kings of Leon. I was like, I kind of get that. Right. Um, I liked him. Uh, 12-4. The lead, I can't, I can't remember his name. Sam Bentley. Thank you. Uh, Sam Bentley wrote the whole record between the hours of 12 a.m. midnight to 4 a.m. That was one of my, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. But mm-hmm. when I first like read about that, I was like, this man made everybody get up and record this album between 12 and 4. And then I reread it. I was like, oh, no. he's His writing process... He wanted, to be, he wanted to be sleep-deprived while he was writing. Really? Right. Huh. For the, for this album. Yeah, 12-4. 12-4 is the record, and it's named that because it was written between 12 right. and 4. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, but, yeah, and they, they have, like, four records, five records deep. Yeah. So... Um, they got a little bit of a following, but I couldn't remember because there was a band called Paper Something that opened up for the Lumineers, but that was the Paper Birds. Okay. I believe was the I've album never heard of, them. of for the band. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed the Paper Kites. Um, I think you picked maybe their second or third record. Maybe. Yes. I can't remember the track. I mean, the discography. Yes. Um, it's their third and they've put out one more since and they're they're about to put out another one. Okay. So they're working on it? Yeah. Um, I'm going with do you have any more information about this band? This was the first band that I saw in concert that wasn't like a 
Christian type band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so this was my first um, secular. Yeah. Um, secular music. Worldly. Band. Yeah. Yep, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I saw them uh, at the Kessler in Dallas. Love that place. Yeah, it's super cool. It's like the first place that, um, what's his name? Stevie Ray Vaughan played. Okay. It was like his first place that he, like, a bigger venue that he played at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that place is not big at all. No, it's not. It was it was a really cool environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got the balcony, like, yes. around up yeah. top. Uh, I actually went with, like, my youth group leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really fun. They're, like, they're probably only, like, eight or nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that, actually. I think they're, like, seven Seven years older than me. Okay. Um, so, like, we hung out a lot. Uh, yeah. And it was so funny because this is, like, the first time I, like, I'd gone out of town with them, do anything like that. Uh, this guy, his name's Matt, he, like, taught me how to play, like, some electric guitar stuff. He, like, based his electric guitar rig off of, like, the Paper Kites, like, guy, his rig and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there, and he was like, hey... I'm going to drink a beer. Do you mind if I do that? Because, <laughs> you know, we went to like a Baptist church and everything. And yeah. he was like my youth group leader and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a freshman in, high, in college at this point. Yeah. So, you know, I'm out of the youth group and all that stuff. And we're friends now rather yeah. than him being like my mentor. Yeah. So I just thought that that was funny that he like asked me that. That is kind of funny. Yeah. But it was cool. Uh, like it was definitely a different environment from mm. like going to see like Hillsong United yeah. and like stuff like that, which like I was so excited uh, to go just see a band. Mm. Um, and I just remember there were just so many people like on top of me rather than just being like in rows uh like standing up in the general admission area Mm -hmm. rather than like basically being in a church (laughs) yeah um and not having any like personal or not having your personal space um but yeah it was really cool uh seeing them we had like huge debates on like what songs they were going to open up with and that was always fun so the first time i got to experience that kind of conversation yeah um but they're from Australia. <laughs> yeah, they're they're an Australian band. I have a real quick question. Going back to like um, the youth leader and you running the roads uh, to a concert. Uh, did he? What did you say? Did you let him have a beer? Yeah, I let him have a beer. Okay. Um, so I'm going with I'm lying to you because I'm lost. Okay. Yeah. I just like that song. Um, my wife and I listen to the records. And it's the one that jumped out to me. Uh, I love the album cover as well because it's four o'clock. Right. So I like it. I, I, I need to go back and, and re-listen to it, and we're going to throw it on. They have so got to take a trip again to New Orleans. Right, and they have they have a track that's about uh, Bourbon Street. Mm. Um, they played uh, a show there, and the the track is it's called Between the Houses. Okay. On another album. I can't remember the name. Uh, it's like Waiting on a Train or something. Okay. Um, and the line is... He, well, he told the story at his show, and 
they were walking down Bourbon Street, and his sister were wearing these like super nice shoes, and this uh, shoe shiner was yeah. on the street, and he was like, "Man, would you get those shoes?" <laughs> and she responded with, "I got these shoes right here on my feet." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Uh, but that's my favorite line from Between the Houses because uh, it's like something about a shoe shiner. Asked her where she got them shoes. I got, so I got, said I got them right here on my feet. <laughs> but um, my favorite track is um, it's called A Silent Calls. Okay. Uh, and it's all about not being able to say the things that you wanted to say um, to a girl. Yeah. Uh, specifically. Um, it's like one of the first lines is um, fumbling in my pockets um, for a final word. And, oh, and then the rain began. So mm-hmm. it's like sitting there fumbling and lost his chance, basically. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Um, that's I like that. I like that one. That's a good one. Seconds Revelator Eyes. It's just fun. Yeah. It's like a... I can see a movie beginning with that song. Mm. People driving down the road. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, real quick, because you didn't do it for Future Birds. Oh, the three. No. Your least favorite. I don't have a least favorite for Future Birds. So I said I had one for two out of the three. I don't have one Oh, okay. Birds. That's what you said. Okay. Sorry. Um, is that it? anything else with paper kites? No, that's it. Okay, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to look into them a little bit more. Um, let's see. All right. The final record is "Easy Tiger" by Ryan Adams, also known as Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Um, he le- was leaving a scathing voicemail on somebody, and he was upset about some review that this person wrote about his show. Oh. And he was all in on like just chewing them out, leaving a voicemail. And his girlfriend, wife at the time, Mandy Moore, uh, said to him, like, you need to calm down. Let's go to have dinner. Easy Tiger. Let's go. And so Easy Tiger is the name of the album. You know, that was one of my questions was like, is it like, whoa, 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 Easy Tiger? Mm-hmm. Or like, what was the reference? But okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, she was just trying to calm him down. Like, Easy Tiger, let's just take a, de- take a deep breath. Um, I saw him on this tour. He's phenomenal live. I'm going to see him in a couple of months or next month. Um, I'm sorry that you hate him, um, but he on the album cover he has a watch, a digital watch, and it says 420 on there. He's got a lot of drug problems or did. He's sober now. Um, he's one of my favorite artists, and I have his discography. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get too much into all about Ryan Adams right now because I think he's going to be uh, on a deep dive that I might do in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I love Easy Tiger. It's one of my favorite albums by him. He's got like 38 albums. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, 
You want his self-titled or prisoner? I want prisoner. Prisoner, okay. Alright. Uh, make sure that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm eager to hear what you have to say about Ryan Adams because he's your least favorite out of the three. And before we started this episode, you said, I've got a lot to say about Ryan Adams, he's a tiger. Um, and also how it comes back to future birds because you stopped before saying something about future birds. Okay. Well, I'll start out with that. Um, not a big talking topic, but I realize that in some form or fashion, all the albums involves animals. It does. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. Just something I noticed. All right. I didn't notice that. That's it. Uh, Easy Tiger. There's a horse on the album of Josh Ritter. And, and it's called Animal Years. And it's Animal Years. And then, you know, all the animals with their hands. In the and, middle for teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's called Future. Birds. Right. Mm. So. I'll be darned. That was interesting. That is. I didn't notice that. Right. Okay, so Ryan Adams, Easy Tiger. Uh, have you ever heard that it's easier to talk about the things that you hate slash dislike more than the things that you love and enjoy? <laughs> yes, and I'll, I will say something right now. This whole time that we've been doing this um, podcast episode, you have been sitting in the back of the chair, and in my mind I'm thinking, man, I wish he would scoot up. Or lean forward towards the mic so people might not be able to hear you earlier. And now we've gone through five albums and you've set back. And now that we're talking about Ryan Adams, you have leaned forward. You have your arms on the desk. You're closer to the mic. So that kind of goes... I'm passionate about, about this. About, about Disliking this album. Yes. And I'm very upset about it because I really enjoyed Prisoner. So what are you talking about? What are you? I'm what about to you, get into all of it. So what are you talking? About? <laughs> what are we doing here? So my first, um, I guess, taste of Ryan Adams was Prisoner. What that came out in like 2019, no. 18, Eight, 18. Okay, so. You know, that was brand new, so you were playing in the shop a lot. I wasn't at the shop on that. Yeah, we were. We listened to it in the shop. When did I move from the shop to the other place? Right before, right, like, it was summer, summer, uh, fall of 2018. Right. Yes, go okay. ahead. So, we listened to that a lot in the shop, and that album was just, like, electric. Like... The first song on Prisoner starts out and it starts out with this big like crash like bang. I've been thinking about you, baby. So like, like that. Bam, bam, bam. So like, that's just so badass. Yeah. And then, Easy Tiger just might have been the most boring album I've ever listened to in my whole life. Well, and at least you didn't get back sea changes. Huh. I didn't get from, it. From episode one. Okay. Well, it was just hard to listen to because, like, his vocals and the music were just so lifeless. And I was, I think I was just expecting more of, like, Prisoner's type 
music. And that's just not what I received. And that's what made it so hard. Man. You're breaking my heart here. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, well, at the very bottom of this album that I dislike is Tears of Gold. Which so, I, I, that's your least favorite? That's my least favorite. And what's really funny is this, the three songs that I almost enjoy are back-to-back-to-back to back to back on the album. Okay. And it's uh, Pearls on a String, Rip Off, and Off-Broadway. The actual order of those songs on the album is Broadway, Pearls, and then Rip Off. So you like Rip Off? You like Pearls on a String? Pearls on a String. That was probably the most lively one for me. I think I realized I can't do like... I don't know. A singer like Ryan Adams with slower um, music. Hmm. I can do it with like a band like the Paper Kites. Yeah. Where they have like that like... A mix of it. Or ambient like guitar with yeah. it. I can't do that kind of rocker voice with soft, slow music. That's what I got from Easy Tiger. Hmm. Are you done? Do you want to lean back into the chair now? Are you done? I'm done. Man. Like, I don't I don't I don't understand this at all. I don't get it. What were you expecting? Uh I I mean, I don't expect anyone to absolutely love every record that I that I choose for them, but I mean, your disdain for Ryan Adams on this record is on par with uh, probably more than than Bono with the Sea Changes Back album that I gave him, where he literally said, I picked such and such song because it had a beat. <laughs> That's kind of why I picked Pearls on a String. <laughs> he said it was like finding water in a desert. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Are you serious? Yeah. Man. It was really hard for me to listen to that whole album. Man. And I tried multiple times. Jeepers. I, I never once could listen to it all the way through. I had to like listen to like two songs and then turn it off. Well, he does sell shirts that say sad and loud. That's his music style. Sad, bastard, loud music. But this is not loud music. No. This is like... I love this record. It's one of my top three by him. Really? Uh, yeah. Out of the 36? Yeah. Um, but that that's, that's that's weird. I mean, it's okay. I don't care. Um, you won't be getting a poster. You won't be getting any records from me. I had... I, I literally told Jacqueline probably about like three months ago because she's like, what are you going to do with all these records? What are you going to do? I said, well, look, I think I might just give, like, when I pass, right. give them to Abram. But that's off the table now. <laughs> because of this? Who do you think I got the most of? Brian Adams and yeah. Tom Petty, probably. Yeah. They're probably close together, right? And, and Lord Huron, even though for only four Lord Huron records, I got, like, 28 copies of each. Got every color. I, do, I seriously do. Got a problem. Um, 
But yeah, this. All right. Well, then I also offered to make you a mix of Ryan Adams so you could get to know his music even more. So now I know I don't need to do that. I well, don't need to waste my time. The question, like, do the are the other albums more like Prisoner? Or are they more like Easy Tiger? Or are they more of a mix? Or are those two two extremes? There's there's later in life he does have rock albums. Okay. And like Prisoner. Um, but the majority of the earlier stuff is kind of like the softer prisoner and easy tiger. Like he came out with, he dropped three records in one year and one of them was a double album and it's called love is hell. That's a lot of music. And it's amazing. He covers a Wonderwall on it, uh, Oasis. That is, that is one of my favorite covers of all time. I will say that. And it's slow. Yeah. It's beautiful. And sad. And actually, was it Liam or Noel Gallagher? I can't remember. Which one's not the asshole? Probably Noel. Probably not Liam. Yeah, I think Noel. I think Noel's the guitar player. Um, Noel said that the only person to ever get uh, Wonderwall right was Ryan Adams. So, but anyways, uh, Easy Tiger, shame on you. Um, I'm going two. Because he talks about it takes two when it used to take one. Right. So that's, my money is no good. Mm-hmm. When I'm up to no good. Right. Um, so that's about uh, a pill problem. Okay. So. <laughs> um, oh, God. So he, like, he would do, he would take some stuff and it would work. Not anymore. And then, and then, like, his body got used to that one thing. So he would double it up because it, it takes two, but it used to only take one. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some... some I don't Ryan dislike Adams. Ryan Adams. No, you do. You do. You dislike this album. You dislike his heart. You think this is his deepest album? One of them. Well, now I feel bad. No, no that's on you. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I, because I don't expect everyone to like every album and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm not upset. I love you, buddy. But, uh, yeah, it's it might it might just take some time. Well, that's another thing. Like, I don't think... I mean, when we talk about... Like, when we actually sealed the deal on this, was this, like, Thursday? Like, it, was, it, was, it was, yeah, last week. This is probably the quickest turnaround I've ever done. Yeah, it was, I think, if I'm ever back, probably won't be. So after I talk mm-hmm. about Easy Tiger like that. But, like, I would like two to three weeks rather than, I don't know, five days. <laughs> yeah. There's no, a no, lot of music. It is. It's a crash course. And the only way I could get through it all was because we went to New Orleans. Yeah, I wish I would have been able to do that. I was listening to it, like, in the shower, on the way to work. Like, <laughs> literally every minute I could get or I was doing something else, I was listening to it. Did you listen to your three albums? I started to, but then I realized, like, man, I'm not going to have enough time. Yeah. Um, so, like, today I kind of went back through. Like, I already kind of had an idea. Yeah. Because they're your favorite, like they're, some of your favorite records, right? But 
it's like like all those are like man like can I really pick a favorite and if it like if I can why yeah so today I kind of went back and you know a few hours ago and I was like okay yeah these are my these are actually my yeah. favorites because of these reasons but since I was trying to like listen to all of these so quickly I like it's pretty funny I like took pictures or like took screenshots of the songs of like when I was like okay I kind of like that yeah. There's no uh, screenshots of Ron Adams songs. Uh, Pearls on a string, oh. and that was today. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like these girls? These girls are better off in my head. Nope. Mm. Like some of the screenshots that I got, best for the best for the best, Josh Ritter. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Boys, Future Birds, Olivia. Yeah. By Raylan Baxter, Pearls on a string. What about That's it. what about Halloween Head? I didn't like that track. Really? I know exactly which one you're talking about too. I like, figured. Well, that's that's one of my favorites, and that's the it goes on my Halloween mix. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, that's a you good have song. to do Dead Man's Bones during October. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean you mean play it during October or oh, like on the show? On the show, yeah. Well. we'll my wife has some ideas, even though that she's never listened to a single ep- episode. Um, she's sure not going to start now because we're supposed to go see Ryan Adams in a month, and she's not familiar with him either. So I'm not going to give her Easy Tiger. <laughs> Don't give her Easy Tiger. Is she going to be on the podcast? I really want her to be on the podcast, but I don't know if it's going to happen. So, all right, but. I love I love Easy Tiger. Um, another one that's really slow and you're going to hate is Jacksonville City Nights. Well, here's another thing. Like, you know, sometimes like you'll listen to just one track or a few tracks from somebody, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, nah, I don't really like that. But later on, you hear another track from them, and you're like, man, I love this. Yeah. So then you like start to absorb more and more of their yeah. music. Yeah, and then you just become a fan of them. So you're following all their music. You're getting all the backstory stuff like that. Yeah, it might just be one of those situations. Because at first, when I first heard the Paper Kites, I was like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But I think it just took the right track for me to listen to to kind of venture into more of their music. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't recommend anything off of Easy Tiger. Okay. Is like. A bridge to enter that realm of Ryan Adams. It's it's not an easy bridge, um, but yeah, he he's he's a he's a good one. Uh, shame on you. Um, but no, I uh, I want to thank our, our our guest Abram Sykes for joining us for the first time and only time. Um, you're one of my favorite people. I love catching up with you. Because you always have, uh, you always just tell me uh, odd stuff because, um, not odd stuff, but you're in your 20s, so it's just 20 year olds. So I love it. Crazy um, Boys. Crazy Boys. Is that the name of y'all's apartment? No, it's 904. Oh, 904? Okay. He lives with Micah, which we mentioned before. Lava Man. Lava Man. Uh, yeah. That's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll come over one We're day. actually thinking about starting a podcast. Really? 
on uh, just like sci-fi TV shows, like bad ones though, like the ones that are not done well. Like, we don't have any examples yet, but we've talked about it. I'll be on the lookout for that. Um, any other things? Anything else you want to say before we you sign off? Don't recommend Easy Tiger as uh, Ryan Adams. Is Ryan Adams? As, like, if someone is interested in Ryan Adams, don't recommend Easy Tiger first. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Abram hates Ryan Adams, but wants a poster. So that's great. All right. Well, uh, thank you once again. Yeah, no problem. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you once again to Abram Sykes. Uh, if you want to meet Abram, who doesn't, uh, go to the Shreveport uh, Aquarium. He's there. Uh, he's a great guy. He knows a lot about uh, fish and the aquarium and how it's run. And I'm super proud of him. Um, I love him like he's my own nephew. He's a great kid. Uh, not kid anymore. He's like 22 or 23. So yeah, he's he's super super good guy. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found some new bands to listen to or something else to dive into or go back and listen to. But uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the for the long break. I'll try to uh, I'll try to have episode five out um, asap. I'm I'm really looking forward to our next. Our next guest, this person, um, will be probably combative and um, tough to uh, record with because of the bickering that this person and I will do. It is not my wife, but um, anyways, looking forward to uh, to episode five. And thank you once again uh, for listening to the ones with Rex and a mystery guest. Have a great day. Rex and roll. Sorry I said that. Because Jeremy Johnson said that would be a great sign-off. And I don't think it is. But we're going to try it out. Rex and roll. Have a great day. Take care.